0: So good morning. Uh, It's great to be able to have you with us. Welcome to Granville if you're here for the first time, or if you're just coming back for the first time after being away. It's nice to have you back with us. Uh, It's nice to see more faces uh, each week gradually as we come back and discover new normals. And uh, it's great to be able to worship together, um, to see one another's faces, and uh, to encourage one another. That's the theme of this series, um, as we learn to love as Jesus loved uh, and we're going to consider in these coming weeks what that means and how Jesus loved. And uh, we're going to consider the different one another exhortations that we hear through um, the epistles. In this text, I'm going to read to us in a minute, it's from John 13, uh, and it's it's repeated later on. But Jesus says in verse 34, a new command I give to you, a new commandment, that you love one another just as I've loved you. You are also to love one another. This has come just after Jesus had uh, supper with the disciples. He's washed their feet. Jesus is just uh, Judas has just run out the room to betray Jesus. He knows that he's about to be arrested and endure the terrible agony of torture before then going to the cross. And it's here that Jesus reminds his disciples. Of this new commandment would you love one another as i have loved you would you love one another well he says this is a new commandment but is it really so new because love is a theme that we would read throughout um, the old testament leviticus 19 uh verse 18 says don't seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone among your people but love your neighbor as yourself so this theme of love and loving others is not, would not be new. So what is it that Jesus is getting at? What is he saying about this new commandment, this, this new thing that is so important that he wants to tell them in his final hours with them before his arrest, knowing everything else that is about to happen, that he says, look, here's something you need to know, this new commandment, love one another as I have loved you. What is it then that is so new about this? It's not to love that is new, that's going to be, ah, oh, hadn't thought of that one. But it's the standard, the mode itself of this love, which is so different, which has changed. This, to love one another, to love as I have loved you, Jesus says. The standard of love is Jesus himself. The disciples are being asked to look back at his whole life as we are. To look at Jesus' life, how he lived, how he loved, how he served, how he gave his whole life. And a key to understanding of how, of to love as Jesus loved is to, to understand. So, how did Jesus love? What was it about him? So, if you have a Bible on your phone, I'm sure you do, or old school paper, um, why don't you open it up to John 13? And I'm going to read it to us. Actually, I'm going to read it from here. This is the ESV. Let's go for the NIV. When he was gone, Judas has just run out, Jesus said, now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will glorify the Son in himself and will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little longer. You'll look for me. And just as I've told the Jews, so I tell you now, where I'm going, you cannot come. A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. And Simon Peter asked him, Lord, where are you going? And Jesus replied, where I am going, you cannot follow now, but you will follow later. Peter asked, Lord, why can't I follow you now? I'll I'll lay down my life for you. And Jesus answered, Will you really lay down your life for me? Very truly, I tell you, before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. How does Jesus love? What can we learn even from this text? that we might love as Jesus has loved. The first thing that we can conclude about Jesus' love is that Jesus' love is sacrificial. Before now, those first verses, 31 and 32, the Son of Man is glorified. God himself is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will glorify the Son in himself and will glorify him at once. Jesus is heading fast and furious towards the cross before up until in chapter 12 just before this Jesus has spoken about the son of man being glorified and lifted up the hour has come he says for the son of man to be glorified he's speaking about as i am lifted up so all men will be drawn to me he's speaking about the death that he is about to endure the cross And that through his death and resurrection, God's glory will be revealed. It will be the unveiling of God's purpose, of his plan, of his glory. To love as Jesus loved is to love sacrificially. And we hear this again and again and again throughout the New Testament. It's repeated through the epistles. Paul says, to walk in the way of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. 1 John, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. Jesus' love is sacrificial. Jesus' love, to love as Jesus loves, is costly. And his love is compassionate. Look how Jesus speaks to his disciples. verse 33, little children, yet a little while I am with you. You're going to seek me, but you won't find me. Little children, the words and the terms of a father caring, the care of a father to a child who he sees bewildered and confused and fearful. And Jesus says, little children, caring to explain, speaking to their fear and confusion. I have to go away. You're going to look for me. You won't find me. You can't come to where I'm going. It's necessary that we go through this. The tenderness and the compassion of God. Jesus' love is sacrificial. Jesus' love is costly. And his love is tender. You see, we might know about the love of God. We may have spoken about the love of God. We may have heard about the love of God. But we are invited to experience and to know the love of God. To experience that. I wonder how our words, our attitudes, share Christ's compassion and his tenderness. It's what we read in 1 Thessalonians. We were like like young children among you, Paul. writes. just as nursing mother cares for her children, so we cared for you because we loved you so much. We were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. How do we live? How do we share? How do we show God's love? How do we love as Jesus has loved us? Not just by speaking it, but by expressing it through our care and our compassion. I love what we just heard about the, the how do we love through practical terms, our maternity care system in the, in the Philippines. To love as Jesus loves is to love with a tenderness and compassion. To love as Jesus loves is sacrificial. It's compassionate, but it's also evident. It shows up in how we live. It's visible, tangible. Jesus says in verse 35, By this, love as I've loved, and by this, in this way, people will know that you are my disciples. It's going to set you apart. There will be something different, something striking about you to love in this way. In 1 John 2, we read that whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. To love as Jesus loved is the overflow, it's the response of his love to others. As we have received, so we are invited to give. Isn't it sad, then, that historically, throughout the history of the church, we've, we've weaponized the gospel to meet our own ends, to, to meet our own needs. We've defined one another, often in too narrow terms. And we think of one another as those people that are kind of like me and sound like me and look like me and agree with me. I can love those people. And yet, Paul reminds us in Galatians, There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. To love as Jesus loved is evident. It shows up in how we love and how we live and how we serve and how we welcome and who we welcome and who we serve. So I love the diversity of our community, that we're we're not all the same, that we don't necessarily all agree on everything, but actually we learn to love one another, even some of the more difficult amongst us, because isn't that how we're transformed into the likeness of God? I mean, it's easy to love the lovable, but what does it mean to love the unloved and the unlovely this is a high call this is a this is a challenging invitation or commandment the love of jesus is sacrificial it's going to cost us his love is compassionate it's tender it's caring The love of Jesus, to love as Jesus loved, is tangible. It shows up. We express it. We live it out. It's apparent through the lives that we live. And I wonder, can we really love like this? Can I love like this? Do I get a choice? Because Jesus says, this is a commandment that I give to you. It's like, this is what I want you to do. I mean, there are lots of things that we hear Jesus talk about. It's like, ah. Maybe I'll get around to it. I mean, if you're you're a parent, you know how it is. You get asked things to get done. It's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'll do it. We kind of ask, do you think you'll be able to do this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get around to it. Jesus says, I want you to love like I love. Love as I have loved you. There's an expectation in this that we actually do it. Not just when we feel like it, not just to those that we feel like we can love. This is what Jesus says to husbands love your wives. Love your wives as Christ loved the church, gave himself up for her. Love your enemies. Love those who persecute you, who who hate you, who speak badly of you. Jesus invites us, commands us to love as I have loved you, so you are to love one another. We're called to love despite it all. Seems a bit unfair, doesn't it? It seems like a little bit too hard. It feels like, have you ever felt like you've been set up to fail? Because this one feels like it. To love like, I mean, comparison on a good day is bad, but now it's like, to Jesus? To love like him? I, I heard uh, from my daughter recently that in her class, her, their teachers, when they give the marks, the results from tests, they're told, you're not allowed to ask one another about how you did. So when you get your results, don't go up to the other kids in your class and say, "How did you do on the test?" And the teacher has discerned that when kids say, "How did you do?" it's because they want to know that they did better, because they actually did pretty well, and they think, "Well, I just got, I just got an A, an a just just the 98 percent," a little disappointed. How did you do? Did I do better? See, I mean, it depends on the company we keep. So if we, if we want to hang out with people who are not doing too well, then we can, and we're doing okay, that can actually make us feel a bit better. But this standard is Jesus himself. And this comparison actually is all around us. We're used to the idea. I mean, it, it happens, doesn't it, through, through social media today that we, you know, we get. We, we kind of compare ourselves to other people's lives, and it's like, look at them. They're, they seem to be on holiday every day of the week. And wow, what am I doing? Working. I run, as I've told you, many times for relaxation. But even then at times, and it's really my main social media feed is Strava. Man, that can be depressing. Because I kind of think I'm doing okay until I see somebody run a sub-three-hour marathon and then go out for a shakeout run the day after at an easy pace that I would aspire to on race day. And he's 60. I mean, comparison is a terrible thing. And Jesus says, I want you to love like I love. It's like, how could we do that, Jesus? How can we love as you have loved? How can we love as Jesus loves? We can do the stuff. We can be about the things. We can go about the externals and, and sort of tick the boxes. We can be caring for the poor. We can be giving generously. We can be showing up to church. We can, we can smile and, and, and open doors for people. I mean, there are, there are things that we can do that we can tick the box. We can care about the things that Jesus cared for, but we still fall so far short in his standard. We can't. And yet Jesus commands us to love as he has loved. He expects us to love as he's, as he's loved it seems a bit unfair and it would be if he didn't also provide us with a way to love as he has loved in i think what was his last book john stott um the radical disciple he writes this uh, great little piece um early on in the book about what it means to be uh, christ-like so to love as jesus loved he said, but how is it possible for us? And as I'm saying, like in our own strength, it's not. We can't. But God has given us His Holy Spirit to enable us to fulfill His purpose. And then he goes on to describe um, something written by William Temple, who was uh, Archbishop of Canterbury, and how he, used, how he illustrated this point from Shakespeare. In this way, and uh, Temple writes, it's no good giving me a play like Hamlet or King Lear and telling me to write a play like that. Shakespeare could do it. I can't. And it's no good showing me a life like the life of Jesus and telling me to live a life like that. Jesus could do it. I can't. But if the genius of Shakespeare could come and live in me, then I could write plays like his. And if the spirit of Jesus could come and live in me, then I could live a life like his. The spirit of Jesus is in us all. And we can love as Jesus loved through the power of his spirit and only by the power of his spirit. Jesus' love is sacrificial. His love is tender and caring. It shows up. And it also makes room for imperfection. Because we know that even with his spirit in us, we fail and we fall short, don't we? don't we? All of us. So we read on in this text, 36 to 38, Simon Peter, Lord, where are you going? And Jesus said, you can't come where I'm going now, but you will later. And Peter says, why can't I follow you? I will lay down my life for you. And Jesus said, will you really lay down your life? Truly before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. To love, of Je- to love as Jesus loved is costly, it's tender, it's caring, it shows up. It's possible through the empowering of the Holy Spirit. His Spirit in us enables us to do that. But when we fail, Jesus' love is gracious and makes room for imperfection. Look at Peter's response Our response to Jesus, our desire and our heart is, Lord, yes, I want to follow you. I want to be with you. I want to be faithful to you. And yet we fail. And yet we we slip and we fall back. And we don't do what we would long to do. And we do what we don't want to do. We love Peter. Don't we? When we read about Peter in the Gospels, we love him because he's just like us. And yet Jesus loves him. Because his love is unconditional. We can love because Jesus first loved us. To love as Jesus loved is to love unconditionally, graciously. Jesus loved sacrificially, compassionately, tangibly, even when his own turned against him. Don't you think we often set ourselves up for failure and disappointment in our relationships with others because we so often expect more or better? And people will and do invariably let us down. And we let other people down. See, we, in a sense, expect perfection. Some of us aim for perfection. But that's not what Jesus expects or asks of us, because he is our perfection. That's why he came. You see, Jesus factored in every one of our failures when he went to the cross sinfulness of our rebellion he bore it all on the cross to love as Jesus loved is to love the unlovable to love as Jesus loved is to love the unloved To love as Jesus loved is to love recklessly, generously, holding nothing back, graciously. Jesus says, love one another just as I have loved you. Because before we rush out and think about how we need to love others and how we're called to love and how God invites us to love and empowers us to love, we must start in that place that, because Jesus, you love me like this, me. Just as I have loved you. Even with our doubts, even in our fears, even with our resentment and our anger, our failure and our shame, Jesus comes to us and says, yes, I love you. was not it the Apostle Paul's prayer that we would grasp the fullness of God's love for us? in all its dimensions. Jesus loves you. You know, I I remember years ago in Brazil where I was working as part of a ministry and I had a rough day. And I was really questioning what am I doing thousands of miles from my family and a friend called me up and said, hey, Paul, and he'd said this to me before, but he called me on this day, and said, I just felt, as I was praying for you this morning, the Lord asked me to call you and just to say that he loves you. And, and if I were to say, I don't know what it was, I know what it was because it was the Holy Spirit that revealed it to me in a fresh way on that particular day, in that particular moment, the love of God. And I pray that he would do that for each of us today in a fresh way and a new way that we might love as he loves us unconditionally, passionately, sacrificially, tenderly, evidently, graciously. Dan is going to lead us in communion now and it's an opportunity for us to respond to this love as he leads us may the spirit of God speak to you how will you respond